five, four, three, two, one. I'm John Miglosh for the WDMA. We're going to be talking about advertising today and also lead generation, what it costs digitally compared to what it can cost in direct mail. And the answer may shock you. Okay, so let's get into it. Let's see, how do we find this stuff? YouTube. Okay, and here we go. Boom. Come on. Oh, I hate how YouTube doesn't go back to the beginning of a clip. What is the most iconic burger in the world? Somebody asked ChatGPT. While there are many kinds of iconic burgers around the world, the most globally recognized burger is likely the McDonald's Big Mac, first introduced in 1967. Two beef patties, special sauce, lettuce, cheese, pickles, onions on a sesame seed bun. Right. Okay. Answered by ChatGPT. AI, I'm loving it. McDonald's. Okay. So that's a pretty straightforward little commercial. Um, and then, of course, let's go. McDonald's asks ChatGBT to deliver on the world's most iconic burger from Amy Houston. And um, and then we had, and that was in Brazil, I guess, the only sandwich sold across the globe offering the same recipe since the year it was launched on the menu. <laughs> I think it's funny that I know the slogan. Okay, so then Burger King got in on the game. Uh, Burger King responds to McDonald's chat GPT taunt. The two, bur the two billboards were placed right next to each other. Uh, and Burger King asked chat GBT, and what's the biggest burger? <laughs> and I'm sure they didn't ask that question and they didn't show it typing it in. But they said, but according to them, and I can't really read this, Burger King and, you know, if you're at the drum, Amy, Amy, say Amy Houston, Amy, I've got an article in there, you know, at least give me access to the drum. I look at about 20 different publications every day. And so it's hard for me to pay for all of those uh, unless you want the drum to sponsor my show every every week, then I'll be happy to pay you anyway. And I am looking for sponsors. I did mention that yesterday. Um, we, we're so grateful tomorrow. I think I'm going to list off some of the supporters that we have, but, uh, if you're in print, if you're in direct mail, you should be getting involved with this because there's no other show like this in the world talking about the fallacies of digital and mass media compared to the benefits of mail. Okay. So anyway, Burger King asked chat GPT and they said they were the biggest burger, um, you know, Okay, but McDonald's has the quarter pounder. And wasn't it Burger King that had the, the, the one-third pounder, but people thought a quarter was a was bigger than a half or a, bigger than a, a third because four is bigger than two? Never mind. Anyway, Subway joins McDonald's and Burger King with bragging GPT billboards. And in terms of size, both are significantly smaller than a foot-long sandwich, they say that ChatGPT said. Okay. But, and I will give them credit for having the only readable billboard, right? Although bold reversed white on green is not the most readable combination of type. But um, at least they kept it smaller. So then my friend John Evans chimed in. Is ChatGPT really a good endorsement of your brand? Okay, the recent use of ChatGPT, let's see if I can make that bigger. Um, by McDonald's, uh, 
and Burger King on outdoor posters sat side by side, perfectly demonstrating their brand's position. McDonald's, the most iconic, Burger King, the biggest. I laughed, and then I logged into ChatGPT to try it out myself. Except when I did, the results weren't nearly as convincing as these posters, which have been seen undoubtedly by millions. It turns out most iconic is subjective, and McDonald's is one of a few examples AI gave below. See below. Okay. We'll go look for it below. Burger King, meanwhile, doesn't even feature under biggest burger. Well, I can believe that because I've had a lot bigger burgers than Burger King. You should have asked, have it your way. Which burger can you have it your way in fast foods or something? And this is why the question of a wise man is half the answer, according to my rabbi, Abba Leiter. Uh, and Abba, if you're out there, <laughs> chime in. I get the fact that this is a bit of fun, and but it's about as credible as quoting one person. I like this part. It's about as credible as, as quoting the one person in a focus group who happens to say exactly what you wanted after two hours and a few glasses of free wine. So you say, the focus group found that. That's exactly what you wanted. Can you really quote ChatGPT chat if the next person that types the exact same thing gets a somewhat different answer? Maybe I'm being a Scrooge after all. ChatGPT did confirm that Uncensored CMO, that's his podcast, is the world's best-selling podcast, though that the damn thing managed to update itself too fast for me to screenshot it. But it did confirm it, I promise. That doesn't sound right to me. Joe Rogan got $100 million for his. Okay, and here's a screenshot a screenshot of what ChatGPT really said, which I can't read because this is the internet and it's just blurry. Um, so enough of that. Let's go on to some real interesting stuff. Okay, this is an article by Local IQ who did who analyzed 1,700 clients that are using Google uh, Ad Network and how are they doing at lead generation? And this is the, let's see if we can make that bigger. Yeah, that's pretty good. Okay, this is the, this is the conclusion they reached and there's tons of hashing it this way and that. And uh, what I found was, okay, 6% of the people who saw the ad, saw the ad, 6% clicked the ad okay that's a little bit like if you counted a metric of the number of people you mailed a catalog to who opened the catalog no you're not that far yet no you're still just got the ad in the mailbox just to show you how meaningless this is right okay but still for that meaningless effort it cost you $4.22 per click, okay? Now, you can mail a beautiful catalog for a dollar, okay? And the post office can actually tell you when it was delivered. They can send you an email and notification with uh, informed, oh man, oh man, oh man. There's informed delivery, but that's not it. It's informed visibility, I believe. And they can tell the the printer, if you have a good printer, exactly when that catalog got put in the mailbox. 
which then you can follow up with an email. If you rented both the email and the list, or if it's a customer, you already have the email, no doubt, and their address. So you can follow up at almost no cost, additional cost. So let's say for a dollar, you can do both. Okay, You can send a catalog and you can send an email when it gets to the house. You know that the Postal Service thus delivers 99% or something of your mailing because they track it down to the penny. And so for a dollar, you can get the equivalent, in my opinion, of the click-through. Okay, But in this case, in the case of the mail, you know it get delivered. You also know that it went to a decision maker in the household because the mail has to be evaluated by the decision maker. It can't just be thrown out on the way from the mailbox to the house by anybody. We had four kids. We didn't let them get the mail. We didn't want them censoring our mail on the way to the kitchen table. Okay, I was allowed to get the mail, but my wife was the one who decided on the mail. Okay, So way higher engagement already way higher engagement for that dollar than you're getting from Google ads at $4.22, four times. Now, Google admits that 50% of those clicks bounce. You say, oh, but we have a fancy tracking uh, landing page. Well, Google admits that 80% of people that end up on a landing page bounce. And bounce, what bounce means is they leave without clicking one other link you to get that okay so now we're at 850 if you want actual engagement where they actually click one link at least on your page okay I would contend that handling mail since tactile is 10 has 10 times more receptors than vision in your brain 10 times more receptors I would argue that tactile is 10 times bigger than that eight dollars and you're still getting it for a dollar okay direct mail a dollar and you're still and you're getting and it's 850 now at Google okay now seven percent of those that go to your site will actually somehow connect with you and say I want more information okay but with the catalog we actually sell merchandise we sell merchandise at that level some people decide to throw it away. I admit that. Most do. Many set it aside and some order. And even for the dollar, we actually get offsetting business that lowers that dollar per per cost per uh per lead we'll call it. It lowers that cost per unit taking whatever margin is left off of that order. And it can, you know, it can go down to break even. We can have self-liquidating advertising. You know, if, you're, if you've got a hot catalog and it really does well and you've got good rented lists, you can do it. I have done it many, many times. Okay, this is people who are not my customers. This is people I didn't know when they last clicked the, the last Sports Illustrated or the last ESPN soccer news. I didn't know any of that. But they were interested in the category. Okay. So they finish out and say that the cost per lead, okay, that's people who actually engage with your, with your message on your website is $53.52.
you know. And that doesn't mean they bought yet. This isn't this isn't this isn't cost per sale. Ad cost per sale. This is ad cost per interested person. What percentage of those convert? Maybe 10%. That would put you at $535 per sale. There aren't very many people who can make that work. You may want to pause that. You may want to stop your your digital advertising for a month and get together with me and we'll try mail. And by try, I don't mean we'll mail one piece of mail and see what happens. I mean statistically valid experimentation will keep very close track of how many people end up at your site in addition to how many people sell, sent, uh, buy. And we'll also keep track, if we want to, we can model the difference between the people who buy and the people who engage and don't buy. And you can't get that from Google because you don't know who these people are that saw your ad. They don't tell you that. Not in the Walled Village, not on Facebook, not on Bing, none of those. Okay? Just wanted you to know that direct mail is a better deal than digital media. Take that to the bank. And lastly, we'd like to just end with a little specifics in subject lines. Specifics in subject lines for better response. This is from Craig Huey. I always like to talk about Craig Huey because he gives us this perspective. Okay, specific de details get a better response. Your prospect wants to see proof. Scott Adams calls it a because. Give them a because. We're better because. Because we're the most iconic. Because we're the largest. Because we're bigger. Okay, this applies to your headlines, your body copy, and your email subject lines. Right. So, here's a test. Urgent. Fast-moving profit from new energy revolution. Okay, or B. Lithium revolution, now underway, could deliver 744% gains. Which subject line do you think better? did better? And notice that in B, we have a detail, an adjective, lithium revolution. I guess it's used as an adjective. Lithium revolution could deliver 744% gains. Okay? Whereas this one, fast-moving profit from new energy revolution. You know, if this one even said lithium, it might have done better. And the differential wasn't that great. B got a 10%, 10.8% click-through rate compared to 2.5. Well, it's 400% difference, really. That would be the way I would explain it, Craig. <laughs> list B did 400% better than list A, or more like, yeah, just about exactly. Okay, so that's enough for today. Have a great day. Like and share. Your friends will know you're smart. Bye-bye.